Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or the Notorious Fantasy Edit. Today's video, I'm bringing you guys my must-draft breakout players for fantasy football in 2020. Now, some of these players are younger players who just have not broken out yet or had that real breakout season. Other guys have never even graced the NFL, and I believe that they're going to have their breakout year this year. They are going to fly out of the gates and ball out of control. They'd be balling usually like Kobe. So if you guys at any point end up enjoying this video and would like more fantasy football content from yours truly please make sure to click that subscribe button down below it's free and i put out content every single day to help you guys win that 2020 fantasy football championship right now i'm posting two videos every single day one normal video as well as one mock draft to try to help you guys really solidify a championship winning roster during the draft and then during the season i continue to help you guys win so let's get into it must draft breakout players for fantasy football in 2020 coming in here at number one we have mr Nikhil harry wide receiver of the new england defense Patriots FFPC ADP 173.23, six foot two, 228 pounds. Now, most interesting to note about Nikhil Harry is actually his draft pick. In the 2019 NFL Draft, the New England Patriots did the unthinkable. Normally, Bill Belichick just finds some random-ass guy who played lacrosse in college and just drafts him, or not even drafts him, he just, like, picks him up off the screen. He says, hey, come on here, I'm Bill Belichick, you're gonna come play fucking football for me, and I'm gonna make you great. Like, shout-out to Chris Hogan. That's what Chris Hogan was. But no, this time, he said, you know what, Nikhil, I like your talent, and you're gonna be a first-round pick, and he drafted him in the first round. Now, I don't know about you guys, but when Bill Belichick fucking drafts some wide receiver, in the first round, I'm going to go ahead and put my eggs into that guy's basket. I am a Miami Dolphins fan, so I'm not just sitting here getting on two legs or two knees to just suck Bill off, but at the end of the day, he's an amazing coach, and Nikhil Harry is going to be great out of Arizona State, a first-round pick, like I said, but his rookie season was very injury-riddled because he got injured before or during preseason, and then he wasn't able to play until the last couple of weeks of the season, so Nikhil Harry is obviously young, 22.7 years old. His workout metrics go as follow, 4.53 40-yard dash, which it ranks 56th percentile, 90th percentile speed score, 78th percentile burst score, 38th percentile agility score, and an 81st percentile catch radius for Mr. Nikhil Harry. So if we look at Nikhil Harry right now, coming off the board is wide receiver number 57, pick 159, round 14. So he's pretty much going undrafted in a lot of leagues, which is very interesting because last year, if you guys were drafting before Nikhil Harry ended up getting hurt, or even when he got hurt, he was like a 10th round pick. He was a guy a lot of people were very excited about, but after that injury, he only played seven games out of the possible 16 last season. A lot of people are really writing off to kill Harry. They literally saw him play very little snaps, and they're already calling for the guy's name. They're already don't want to see to kill Harry win. They don't want to see him do good. They think he's fucking awful. But in reality, sure, his stats from last year, they're fucking they're atrocious. They're embarrassing. Nikhil Harry would have probably put up way better numbers had he have not gotten hurt in preseason. Now, you might be wondering, Nick, why is that? That is because Tom Brady, Tampa Bay Tom Brady, has this type of a mindset where if he doesn't have that, that connection with you, if he doesn't have that mental sex with you before he throws the ball, he looks at Gronk and he mentally fucks Gronk before Gronk runs out there and he knows, I'm going to throw that shit to the big man, Gronk. And then Gronk's going to spike it into the ground. That's what he thinks before every single time. He knows they have that amazing connection. It's like Michael Jordan and Scottie Pimpin out there. They just didn't have that connection. It would be like if Michael Jordan threw the ball to fucking Lonzo Ball. 
or Markel Fultz. The shit's just not going to work. So wide receiver number 123 last year in 2019, playing in just seven games. He had 5.6 PPR points per game, 24 targets, 3.4 per game. He had 12 receptions, so he only caught half the balls thrown his way. 1.7 per game, 105 receiving yards, 15 per game. Two total tutties, ranking 75th at wide receiver, nine red zone receptions, 73rd at wide receiver, and a 9.60% target share in that New England offense, ranking 117 at the wide receiver position. Now, I know what you might be thinking. You might be thinking, Nick, this guy's a fucking bum. Don't think about that. Take the numbers. Take them out. You know what you're saying? You know how when these teams say, or the announcers really say this, they'll be like, oh, it is the uh, Patriots. No, not the Patriots. Let's say he goes, oh, it's the Cincinnati Bengals versus the Baltimore Ravens. There is no love lost in this matchup. You can throw the rule book out the window. We can throw the fucking stat book out the window for Nikhil Harry because I think him and Cam Newton will be a powerful connection in the AFC East. I believe this Patriots team will be good. Good. I fucking hate them, and I think they're going to be good. I think Nikhil Harry gets a whole lot of use in this offense. If we look at some other interesting stats for Nikhil Harry, 8.8 yards per reception, 4.4 yards per target, and I don't think that's how we're going to see Nikhil get used. I think we're seeing more as deeper down the field, but even if he's just going at 8.8 yards per reception, that's good because Cam Newton isn't necessarily one of those guys with the horse cock arm who's going to be able to heave it deep down the field. Now, he can do that, but that's just not what Cam's known for. 83.30% catchable target rate. He just wasn't able to catch the ball when it was thrown to him he just wasn't looking too good he wasn't he just didn't have that chemistry with Tom Brady, whereas he does have good chemistry already with Mr. Cam Newton because I've seen multiple pictures of them hanging out together, probably at some high school, throwing around the pigskin. Some nice little pictures because Cam Newton's wearing that fucking weird-ass hat he always wears, and they're just going to have a great connection. So I think we could see Nikhil Harry really blow up this season. Next player to talk about here is running bike Antonio Gibson of the Washington, formerly the Washington R-Words, the Redskins, now the Washington football team, FFPC ADP1. 113.81 and his ADP is going to skyrocket into the moon and make the moon fucking explode just like I explode in my pants every time I see someone leave a nice comment for me I really appreciate that guy so six feet tall out of Washington 228 pounds 22.1 years old out of Memphis he was a third round pick in this year's draft he's obviously a rookie 98th percentile 40 yard dash this guy is fast as fuck 4.39 99th percentile speed score 48th percentile burst score, 0 percentile agility score, and a 20th percentile bench press for Antonio Gibson. So if we look at Antonio Gibson's stats at Memphis, the guy was given nothing. He was given little, and he got a lot. Right now, coming off the board is running back number 49, pick 149, or running back 49, pick 149, and a 13th round pick, and I think Antonio Gibson will even further skyrocket once we get into actual draft season in just a couple of weeks from now, so if you guys are new to the channel, please make sure to subscribe. So, 2019 stats at Memphis, 14 total games, 33 rushing attempts, 360 rushing yards. He had 33 fucking touches, and took that for 360 yards, 11.2 yards per carry, 99th percentile in college. This guy just makes things happen when you get in the ball. 12 total touchdowns, 56 targets, 38 receptions, 745 receiving yards, 12.7% target share in that Memphis offense. Antonio Gibson is going to be a force to be reckoned with in Washington this year. Now, the only thing about Antonio Gibson is he went from a, he's going to go from a little touches to a whole shit ton in Washington, and will that murder the guy? Will it end up killing him? I think it will take a couple of weeks for Antonio Brown, or not Antonio Brown, Antonio Gibson to really start to break out, but we're going to see this guy have an excellent season in 2020. I believe it will take a couple of weeks because Adrian Peterson is the all-immortal running back. Just like Frank Gore, this guy's going to be there for another zillion years, and he will get touches, but I think that Antonio Gibson 
will eventually pass him on this new and improved Washington football team. So next player to talk about here is Janu Smith, tight end of the Tennessee Titans. I really think that Janu Smith is one of those guys that I'm really targeting. If I don't get Hayden Hurst, I want to go ahead and get Janu Smith as my late round tight end. FFPC ADP 97.96, foot three, 248 pounds out of Florida International, 25 years old. This guy's neck is so goddamn wide. It looks like a goddamn tree trunk. I didn't even realize that until I'm looking at him right now. Man has a diesel neck. 88th percentile, 40-yard dash with a 4.62, 84th percentile speed score, 94th percentile burst score, 46th percentile agility score, and 82nd percentile catch radius. Now, I already know there's going to be people talking in the comments, Nick, the fucking Tennessee Titans run the ball so much. How can Janu Smith be good? Now, I agree with you. They do run the ball a lot, but Janu Smith was still getting work last year, and now that Delaney Walker has walked his way into the retirement home, we are going to see Janu Smith get a whole shit ton of touches this year in the passing game. ADP right now, tight end number 17 off the board, pick 153, round numero 13. Tight end number 20 on the season last year, playing in 15 games. He had 7.0 PPR points per game, ranking 21st at the tight end position. He had 45 total targets, 3.0 per game. He had 35 receptions, 2.3 per game, 439 receiving yards, 29 Point three per game, ranking 19th at the tight end position, 5 total red zone receptions, 24th at the tight end, and 3 total touchdowns. So what do I like so much about Janu Smith? It's just the fact that I think he's clearly the number 2 target on the Tennessee Titans offense. They have A.J. Brown, and then they have bum-ass Corey Davis. Corey Davis isn't going to do jack of all shit, no matter how much I want to just draft him in the 15th round, because I think this guy can't be this shit. He was a top 10 pick a couple years ago. Hasn't done shit. He's got to do something, right? That's what you're probably thinking. The truth is, he probably will never be something. And I'm very sorry, Corey Davis. I'm sorry to the all three fans you have, including your parents. It, it just sucks. I mean, I'm very sorry. But Janu Smith is going to be the new head honcho, too, on this team. And they don't even have a running back. They obviously have, I believe they have Deion Lewis. But never mind. His ass got shipped to New York. So all they have is Derrick Henry. Derrick Henry has bricks glued to his hand. Janu Smith is a guy who is a very comparable pass-catching tight end. And I believe we see him really improve on his craft in 2020. Janu Smith's efficiency last year were up there with the greater tight ends in the NFL. He had 12.5 yards per reception ranking, 8th at the tight end position, 9.8 yards per target ranking, 2nd at the tight end position, and a 77.8% catch rate. So unlike Derrick Henry, who the guy you could throw the ball straight to his face, there could be no one near him, and the guy would just cripple in fear and just absolutely just disappear like the coke I was snorting when a cop comes over towards me. So, Janu Smith is going to go ahead and put up a great year in 2020. I don't necessarily think you need to buy too much into his stats. I'd buy more into the fact that the guy was ultra-efficient, top 10 in all of those categories. I think Ryan Tannehill will look even better this year. Not necessarily better, because I think they're just going to be kind of run-heavy. I think he actually takes a step down, but even taking a step down, Janu Smith will clearly be the best tight end target there, and I think Ryan Tannehill will be just good enough to get it done for Mr. Janu Smith. Now, final player of the video. If you guys have enjoyed thus far, please make sure to slap that subscribe button. It is Mr. Jono God Taylor, running back of the Indianapolis Colts. FFPC ADP 32.81, foot 10, 226 pounds out of Wisconsin. A second round pick in the 2020 NFL Draft, 21.6 years old. 98th percentile, 40-yard dash with a 4.39. 99th percentile speed score, 71st percentile burst score, 66th percentile agility score, and a 27th percentile bench press for Mr. Jono God Taylor. Now, why do I call Jonathan Taylor a god? It's because this guy's fucking combine. He literally looks like 
a starting fucking linebacker who is super fast and can run the goddamn ball. That's what Jonathan Taylor is. If we look at his stats from 2019, you might blow a load in your pants. Right now, coming off the board as running back number 22, being drafted outside of the top 20 running backs, pick number 47, round number four. Looking at his college stats at Wisconsin in 2019, played 14 games, 320 touches for 2,003 rushing yards, 6.3 yards per carry, 26 receptions out 36 targets, 252 receiving yards, 26 total touchdowns, just like Saquon Barkley's number and 10.30% target share in that Wisconsin offense. I don't know what people are smoking that are so down on Jonathan Taylor. I don't understand the hate. Oh, maybe it'll take a couple of games for Marlon Mack for the coaches to finally realize that he's better than Marlon Mack. It might take a couple of weeks, sure. But at the end of the day, Jonathan Taylor is going to become that guy. This guy is a fucking freak of nature, an absolute beast. And if you give this guy the ball, he will produce. If we look at his stats from his whole college career, this guy has produced not one, but two 2000 2000 rushing yard seasons. Legitimately, no one does that. There's like eight total guys who have ever done that. And his rookie year in, not rookie year, I guess his freshman year in college, this motherfucker rushed for 1,977 rushing yards. Almost 2,000 rushing yards. You give this guy the fucking ball, he is going to make things happen. The guy's a touchdown machine. 13 touchdowns, 16 touchdowns, 26 touchdowns. The guy can also catch the ball. And as long as you guys, as long as the Indianapolis Colts know what they're doing, they have the best offensive line graded by Pro Football Focus. The best offensive line. You know what the offensive line helps? The goddamn running back. So if the running back there, Jonathan Taylor, gets enough touches, I see no reason... No reason at all why this guy cannot be a top 10 running back. I believe he will break out. I believe he will bust out all over defenses all offseason long. He is going to make those defenses look like they were Remy LaCroix. He's going to absolutely pound them into desecration. They are going to be destroyed after Jonathan Taylor gets done with them, and I really can see this year being the year where Jonathan Taylor goes from being a fourth-round pick to next season being a first-round pick because it takes like two weeks for Marlon Mack to absolutely perish in fear and Jonathan Taylor to step up there and be the big bad boy, the big bad wolf. Whatever the fuck that uh, little red riding hood thing was. I think it was uh, this. Uh, that's about the little piggy. Something like that. Who knows? That's an analogy that doesn't matter. But you know what does matter? Winning in fantasy football. If you want to win in fantasy football, click that fucking subscribe button. If you want to win, draft any of these guys that I talked about in this video. I love each and every single one of you motherfuckers so wholeheartedly. It means so much to me. All of the support I always see in the comments. Even if you don't like me, go ahead and leave a nice fuck you, Nick, in the comments. I'll read it. I'll make me laugh. I love you all. Check out the Patreon as well. Draft Guide, $7.50 for the whole month of August. I love you guys, and I'll see you guys later today with yet another heater. Good boy!